Hey there, welcome to the Ketchup Corner, the podcast where we sit down once a week to discuss the latest pop culture and entertainment media topics. I'm your host, Cameron Tyner. Let's catch up. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ketchup Corner. I am Cameron Tyner, your host. I hope you are all doing so well. I'm doing so well. (laughs) Um, It is currently my spring break, and I just got back from my spring break trip. And let me just say, that was the most relaxing trip I have ever been on in my entire life. It was truly so much fun. I went to Cancun with my parents, um, and we stayed at this resort, and it was so lovely. Had the best time, drank all kinds of drinks, ate all kinds of food. It was truly amazing. Like, I want to go back already. Like, I've already, like, tried finesse ways to go back. I'm like, how can I afford to go a million times, and how can I work at the resort, like, I want a job on the sports and entertainment team, like, ASAP, I want to work there, (laughs) that's how much fun I had, um, we just, you know, spent some time at the beach, they had, like, a million amazing pools that we got in every day, and then they had super awesome restaurants, and we had great dinners, and then we'd get, like, drinks after dinners, and they had, like, shows every night, and, like, they had the silent discos, and, like, one night they had a DJ, like, it was just so much fun, there was always something to do, constantly being entertained, but also just, like, lots of downtime, lots of time to chill, and just hang out and relax, like, it was truly the perfect spring break trip, so, if you haven't had spring break yet, and you want to know what to do, go to a resort in Mexico. It was amazing. And we had like a perfect airport experience. I promise you every time I go somewhere and I'm like, I think I could enjoy doing that job. Like I'm going to talk about it and theorize and Google online, like how I could possibly get the job. And like, we had such a great airport experience and it was just really smooth. And afterwards I was like, okay, I'm going to be a flight attendant. Like, y'all catch me after college being a flight attendant because like I just think it's a perfect job for someone who doesn't have like a significant other so isn't like tied down to anyone you know doesn't have a house doesn't have children it's just like in their early 20s wanting to travel like be a flight attendant um and so yeah Stay tuned to find out if I go work at a resort in Mexico or become a flight attendant because that is the next couple of jobs on my horizon. Um, But yeah, I'm back from my trip and I'm ready to just chill for the rest of spring break, watch some movies, read some books, watch some TV. And yeah, I'm excited to just relax some more. 
Um, but of course, there are still tons of things to catch up on. Um, I will put a little disclaimer here and say the cell service and the Wi-Fi was absolute trash in Mexico. Like, the only thing that I could do was, like, text people, but, like, my social media and stuff wasn't loading super well in Mexico, so I would say I'm probably about as out of the loop as I get when it comes to pop culture just because, like, I was forcibly, like, away from my phone. (laughs) One night I actually left my phone, like, it was the night of the Oscars, and I was like, I don't, like, I know myself, and, and weirdly, the best Wi-Fi, like, on the entire resort was, like, in some of the restaurants, and so, like, I was finding myself, like, looking at the internet, like, as soon as we got to dinner, and the night of the Oscars, like, I was, like, I cannot bring my phone because if I bring my phone and look on Twitter and Instagram, like, you're not going to catch me off my phone for the rest of the night because it's literally the Oscars. Like, I want to see everyone's outfits. I want to see, like, what's going on. And so I just left my phone and, you know, was trying to be present because I didn't want to, like, be on my phone the entire trip. So I would say I was pretty unplugged for a lot of the trip. Most of the information I got was, like, from my friends. Um, and, like, people sending me pictures and being like, oh my gosh, did you see this person? Look at their outfit. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, that kind of thing. Because the texting seemed to work a little bit. It was a little laggy, but, like, that worked the most for me. So, yeah, that's my little disclaimer. That if I don't talk about something that happened that you feel like I should have talked about, it's probably because I don't know that it happened. <laughs> Um, because, of course, I had to catch up on everything with the Oscars, um, because that is, like, the epitome of, like, pop culture for me, personally. Like, that is my, like, niche, like, area of pop culture, and, like, you know I love the award shows. So, I, of course, learned all kinds of things and saw all kinds of photos and videos, so I'm caught up on that, but if I miss anything, that's why. So, now that I've rambled on for literally a million years, let's get right into the catch-up. So, the first thing that we're going to catch up on is, of course, celebrity news, and we're going to start with the Oscars, because that's pretty much all the celebrity news I've got for you. So, let's just dive right in. So, personally, I was crazy impressed with the Oscars looks. I thought everyone was like stepping out looking so glamorous, so gorgeous. Everyone looked perfect and I was literally like my jaw was dropping and especially because I feel like this award season like everyone has looked phenomenal at everything and so there comes a point in the award season where I'm like okay Especially, like, when it comes to my faves. Like, I'm always expecting someone that I'm obsessed with to, like, let me down when it comes to their look at an award show. So, I was, like, thinking specifically about, like, Emily Blunt, Jessica Chastain, who else? Andrew Garfield. Which I will say, Andrew Garfield did let me down a little bit. I just felt like he was dressed a little bland for his usual style, like, 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 I usually feel like you can count on him to be dressed a little 
different than all the other men, but he didn't do that. But he did redeem himself at the Vanity Fair after party. He looked great there, little pop of color, which we're always used to with him. So he redeemed himself, but I will say I was a little let down. But of course, he still looked fabulous. Don't worry. Um, But yeah, so like I was thinking about Emily Blunt and Jessica Chastain specifically. I was like, okay, they both popped off at the SAGs, like looked amazing. And so I was like, okay, one of them is bound to flop, okay? And this, I was at this point in my trip where, like, every night we would kind of, like, have this, or, like, not every night, but, like, late in the afternoon, early evening, we would be, like, relaxing, like, in the pool by our room and, like, these hot tubs that they had by our room. And I was, like, trying to get Twitter to load because, like, everyone was showing up to the events. Uh, And I was like, oh, gosh, like, Jessica Chastain's going to be here soon. Emily Blood's going to be here soon. Like, one of them is going to flop. No, they, neither of them flopped. They both looked gorgeous. Personally, like, Emily Blunt, she wowed me. Like, I was stunned by her Oscars look. I thought she looked amazing. Like, to me, she was the best dressed person there. Like, and I stand by that. And I'm extremely, extremely, extremely biased. But, like, she looked so fabulous. And I've seen her on so many, like, best dressed lists and stuff. So I know it's not a, a me thing. But, yeah, she looked amazing. Jessica Chastain looked great. Also, I loved Paul Mescal's look. He looked great, in my opinion. Um, So, yeah, I just thought everyone was looking amazing. And um, another thing, I know I've said on here before that Jimmy Kimmel is my favorite Jimmy, which I know is, like, controversial. But, like, Jimmy, he's never going to let me down. Like, and I know people hate him. I know that. But... He never has let me down. Anytime he is, like, hosting the Oscars or anything else, like, the people that I love are there. And that is, that is all I have to say, you know? Um, So, of course, all my favorites were there. All of them were presenting, which was fabulous. Of course, we all know, like we talked about last week, that Will Smith is banned from the Oscars for, like, 10 years so obviously he wasn't there to present uh the award for best actress um or actress in a leading role um and so it was announced before that Jessica Chastain and Halle Berry would present both actor and actress in a leading role and I thought that was really awesome especially with the chance on the horizon that Michelle Yeoh could win actress in a leading role and of course we all know that Halle Berry is the only woman of color to ever win this award and so having her there for Michelle Yeoh would have been really cool and it turned out to be really amazing because she did win and it was so sweet like so many great photos came out of it like that was just a trio that I love to see and I'm so glad that Halle Berry was able to present the award um and then Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson, aka The Rock, um, being back together again is literally my dream. They presented, uh, the first award of the ceremony, um, and it was iconic. I just love them so much. Um, I feel like they're an underrated duo because, like, I don't really know. I didn't really hear a lot of people talking about Jungle Cruise when it came out, but if you didn't know, they starred in Jungle Cruise together. It is a hilarious film, and, 
I think everyone should watch it. It's so entertaining. And they're making another one, like, it's just so good. And it's one of those movies that you can tell that, like, the cast of the movie was having such a great time while they were filming. And, like, of course, I'm a huge fan of Emily Blunt, so I was able to, like, see some of the content that they released, like, while filming and stuff, and, like, it's been said many, many, many times that they had, like, the best time ever filming that, and that they just were so sad to see it end because it was such a good time for them, and I feel like that really comes through in the movie, so if you haven't seen it, watch it, um, but yeah, that's how they know each other, they started that movie together, and they became really good friends, like, they're seen together a lot these days, but, um, they were paired together to present for the Oscars, um, and because they're friends, they, like, showed up together, walked the red carpet together. It was really great to watch. They did a bunch of red carpet interviews, and they are so funny together. Like, if you enjoy watching celebrity interviews, which I'm sure comes to, as no surprise to you guys that I do, I think you should watch some of their celebrity interviews because they are so funny together, and... I'm just obsessed with them, like, and that continued on the Oscars red carpet, um, and then Andrew Garfield and Florence Pugh also presented together, which was what I thought was an unlikely duo, I was like, uh, I don't know about these two two together, but I kind of like it, um, and that bodes well for some of the news we're going to talk about a little bit later, so Andrew Garfield, Florence Pugh, was a was a little pairing that I was surprised by, pleasantly surprised, but I will say I did not love Florence Pugh's outfit. They were definitely going for something, you know. They were they were really going out there with the look, and I respect the attempt, but it just wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. That's all. That's all I gotta say. Um. Let's talk about some of the winners. So, obviously, Everything Everywhere All at Once legitimately swept. They took Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Best Actress in a Supporting Role, Best Picture, Original Screenplay, Director, Film Editing, Best, of course, Actress in a Leading Role. Um, And it was simply amazing that they literally swept because it was so wholesome to watch, um... I love, I love, and I have loved watching this group of people accept awards. I think they are so deserving. Um, I will say, and maybe this is a hot take, but I feel like it's not because a lot of people on Twitter agree with me about this, and that is that Jamie Lee Curtis won the Academy Award for her supporting role in this movie, and uh, I just feel like so like weird about it because like obviously Jamie Lee Curtis is iconic she has done so many great roles that we have loved like over the years and I just think that yes she is deserving of an Academy Award but for this I don't think so I thought her role in this film while it was funny like it was kind of like lackluster you know what I mean like it's just not like her performance was just not giving, like, Academy Award winner, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, you didn't watch, you didn't come away from this movie saying, oh gosh, Jamie Lee Curtis is gonna win an Oscar for this, um, so yeah, I definitely think there were some better options for this award, personally, 
I wasn't, I just wasn't rooting for Jamie Lee Curtis, but you know, there's been some great content come out of it, um, and everyone seemed really happy for her, um, at the award show, so, you know, you win some, you lose some, but that one, I was a little, like, I, I saw it coming from a mile away, but, like, I was just like, so, so we're doing this, um, and then of course, Ki Hui Kwan, he is probably the cutest man I've ever seen in my entire life, um, he is always so grateful and so emotional when he is winning awards and accepting them, and, you know, like, just him getting up there and, like, saying his mom was, like, back at home watching, and he's, you know, like, mom, I want an Oscar, like, it was just, so emotional like literally when I watched the video like I was crying before he even made it to the stage like you're just he's just one of those people like you're just so happy to see him win and he's so enthusiastic and he's so happy to be there I feel like a lot of the time and I think I was talking to my mom about this is like a lot of the time there are people there who when they win an award they accept it in a way that it kind of comes off as like oh of course I won this award like it's totally supposed to go to me like I did such an amazing job and I should be applauded for it like they just come off in a just weird like almost like condescending way and we were just talking about how we found him to be like the complete opposite of that, like, he's been so gracious and so grateful this whole award season, and it's really, and and a lot of people have been like that, um, this award season, and it's always so great to see people recognize for their work who take what they're doing very seriously and are so happy to be there representing their work because they're proud of what they do and they love what they do, and they're just, like, so honored to be recognized for it, and so I love seeing him win and accept his award and of course I love seeing him take selfies with literally everyone it's so cute um who else Brendan Fraser of course he won uh for his role in the whale which I have to say I called um so I mean yes he was kind of sweeping a little bit throughout the award season so it wasn't completely unpredictable um but I have to say I saw him in the well and I was like he is going to win an Oscar for this and if he doesn't I'll be devastated and so I was really happy to see him win he also was like so emotional so grateful one of those people I just described that you're so happy to see them win because you can tell they're really they're really hardworking and they're proud of what they've done and they are so grateful to be recognized it's so beautiful to watch like I love it it's what makes the award show so awesome um and when there are less winners like that um I find the award shows to be less entertaining so I feel like it was so awesome to see him win of course I want to talk a little bit about red carpet moments you know there's always something strange going on on the red carpet like Hugh Grant kind of acting like he doesn't want to be there and then everyone's like no like he's just British or no he's being rude like that was weird and there's always strange moments going on like that at award shows. But probably my favorite red carpet interaction of all time happened at the Oscars. And 
it's gonna come as no surprise to anyone because of course it involves Emily and Jessica like who's shocked not a single person um but there was it was just so good okay so Jessica Chastain was on the carpet doing an interview just you know doing her thing and then all of a sudden Emily Blunt comes up behind her and like hugs her from behind and Jessica Chastain was like who is this like who is this and then she's like I think it's Emily Blunt and then of course it is Emily Blunt and they like hug and it's like so cute because like you know we know that they're friends but like you don't see them interacting that much and so when you do see it you're like oh my gosh like this is perfect um so they hugged and then of course the rock comes up and, <laughs> and she was like Jessica Chastain was like oh my gosh like I love Emily Blunt we know each other super well and she's like, I, I don't know him really well, but, like, then she went on to say that, like, he sends her birthday messages, and, like, he sent her a message saying how much he loved George and Tammy, and, like, Emily Blunt was, like, saying, like, oh my gosh, yes, like, he told me how much he loved it, and he was like, you're so great in that, and it was just such a wholesome moment, and then in comes Nicole Kidman, like, it was just, like, the most chaotic but best red carpet moment ever, um, and then Jessica Chastain is, like, randomly, like, oh, the four of us are gonna be doing a movie together very soon, like, don't worry, guys, like, it's being written right now, don't know what it is, but it's happening, um, and then they ended up talking about, like, how she's doing a doll's house, um, and they were all, like, being so supportive of her, like, asking how the opening night went, and she was, like, just really, like, she was, like, oh my gosh, like, you guys are being so nice, and it was just, it was so lovely, it was such a lovely moment, and I've literally watched the video a million times because, like, I'm obsessed. It's so good. Like, come on. And y'all know, like, I was saying, like, Emily and Jessica were both at the SAGs. No photo. And then at the Oscars, we get this, like, this whole video interaction. Of course, there's a million photos. And, you know, Jessica Chastain has, like, shared the one of the photos. I mean, like, I love Emily Blunt, like... This is more than I could have ever dreamed of when I was hoping for this, okay? So it was so awesome. And then another moment that has really got me thinking, like, I want to know so much about it, is a, it's between The Rock and Jessica. And she's doing an interview, and they, like, walk behind her, Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson, and she's like, oh my gosh, like, I just love both of them. And then... Dwayne Johnson comes up and they're like talking or whatever and I don't even remember like the interview part because that is not the part that I was thinking about because he he starts to walk off and then the guy's like the interviewer says like you need to do a western which I think maybe they were talking about westerns or something I don't know and he's like yeah like I'll do a western with her and um Jessica Chastain's like anything like I'll do anything with you like I'm waiting on the call like yes which is so iconic. It could have stopped there and I would have been like, yes, like that is so iconic. Because let me just say, like, I love Dwayne Johnson because he is so, like, kind and he's so, like, generous and he's so nice to everyone. Like, every time I see him interacting with celebrities, like, he's being so nice and, like, he's just so genuine. Like, you can tell and he is hilarious like obviously I know he like has his comedy thing with like like you know he's, he's had a comedy moment with like Kevin Hart and whatever but like like I said him and Emily Blunt together 
they're hilarious and I just love him and I think he's underrated which is I know stupid to say like I was talking to one of my friends about this and they were like he's not underrated like he's one of the most followed people on Instagram like you saying he's underrated is stupid but like I just mean in the way like you know it's either like people following him because they're like oh my gosh the rock is such a hunk or whatever you know or like he's a wrestling icon no like he's genuinely a good person and he's funny and I just think he's underrated for his personality okay <laughs> like that's all I'm saying and then I also think he can actually act which sounds rude but like no one expects that he can act because, you know, like, he looks the way he is, like, he's so, like, identifiably the rock, but, like, he actually can act, and, like, that's why Jungle Cruise is so good, like, he's underrated as an actually, like, an actor who's good and probably a good person in real life, um, and that's, like, something they were talking about in the interview where, you know, like, Jessica Chastain was saying, like, oh, he, like, sends me all these kind of messages, and, he's just really supportive, and she's like, I find that, like, a lot of people are not actually like that, and Emily Blunt was like, no, like, you're right, they're not, like, so, you know, shout out to The Rock, because I love him, okay, um, which I feel like is something that no one would expect from me, um, so there you go, but the moment from that interview is, like, you know, he's walking away, and he's like, oh, by the way, did you see this text I sent you, and she's like, or she's, he's like, did, did you see what I sent you? And she's like, you texted me? And he's like, yeah. He's like, just now? And he's like, no, like, three hours ago. And she's like, okay. And he's like, yeah, just check it out. And she's like, okay, okay. And then she turns around and she's like, did I just get a job? And it's really funny. It was just, like, a funny moment. But now, like, I'm like, okay, like, what was he texting her? Like, did she get a job? Like, what's going on? Are they going to work together? Like, I just want to know, okay? So, there's that. Stay tuned to see if Jessica Chastain and The Rock work together, if Jessica Chastain and The Rock, Emily Blunt and Nicole Kidman work together, like, please. That will be everything to me. Like, I'm imagining the press for those movies, and it's everything I could have ever dreamed of. So, yeah. Okay, I've rambled on about the Oscars for, like, literally 30 minutes at this point, so we've got to move on. (laughs) Let's let's get into some movie news. Movie news. I feel like I said that so strangely. But anyways. So Guillermo del Toro, who, you know, is winning awards currently for Pinocchio, is making a Frankenstein adaptation, which has already been announced, you know, that he's in talks with Andrew Garfield and Oscar Isaac to star in, which is insane. Because that they're like numbers like like of the three men in Hollywood that I'm most in love with like they are on the list like Andrew Garfield Oscar Isaac John Krasinski there are no men in Hollywood that I'm in love with more than them like let me just say and so for them two to be in a movie together is amazing um but this movie is currently making news because Mia Goth has reportedly joined the cast and it's going to be a production through Netflix, so it's most likely gonna be on their platform, and I just am so intrigued by this, like, Mia Goth, Andrew Garfield, and Oscar Isaac, like, 
what an interesting cast for this kind of movie. And I think it's supposed to be a pretty, pretty serious adaptation of Frankenstein. So we'll see. But yeah, that's pretty interesting. And then also in movie news, Quentin Tarantino has finally released a little bit more information about what he is calling his final film. So as we know, uh, Quentin Tarantino has directed nine feature films in his directorial career. Um, and he says he's going to finish out being a director with his 10th film. And there are finally some details about it. Uh, number one being that it is going to be called The Movie Critic. Um, and also that it's going to be filming this fall and it's going to be set in late 70s Los Angeles with a female lead. So I feel like that's pretty interesting. And if it's going to be filming this fall, like I'm sure the casting announcement is going to be coming out soon. So I am really looking forward to seeing who is going to be starring in Quentin Tarantino's last film. So yeah. Um, also in movie news, and this is what I was hinting at earlier, Andrew Garfield and Florence Pugh are set to star in a romance film together. Um, it's called We Live in Time. Um, and that's pretty much all we know about it. And honestly, that's all I need to know. <laughs> when I first heard about this, I was like, uh, like I don't really know how I feel about Florence Pugh and Andrew Garfield as a couple. But then when I saw them at the Oscars, I was like, no, you know what? I can see it. I can see it. Um, and I'm intrigued. Um, Florence Pugh, like, something about her is, like, off to me. Like, I like her. I like her work. Everything I've seen, like, every movie I've seen her in, I have enjoyed the movie. So, I, I don't know. It's just there's something, there's something about her that I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, it always keeps me at an arm's length. Obviously, I'm at, like, 20,000 arm's lengths because she is a celebrity and I am a regular stranger. And so that obviously keeps us um, from being so <laughs> at an arm's length from each other. But something just keeps me from being, like, obsessed with her. And I don't know what it is. But I feel like the more that I see her movies, like, the more I am like, oh, yeah, I love Florence Pugh. So this movie, We Live in Time, is probably going to be no different, especially because it has Andrew Garfield. So I'm looking forward to it. Stay tuned um, to see them as a couple. And then one last piece of movie news is that there was a bidding war between four different studios for a film called I Am Not Alone, and it was won by Netflix, so this is also going to be a Netflix film. Um, it is a sci-fi horror film, apparently, and it's set to star, of course, none other than Jessica Chastain, so you know I'm invested. The plot of it sounded so weird. It's like, single mom has migraines and she starts to see some creatures and 
that's pretty much all I got from the plot description, and I was just like, okay, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really know what that is, but, um, it's gonna be on Netflix, and I'm gonna be watching it, and that's, that's that on that, <laughs> um, but whenever I hear that there is a bidding war for a script, or, like, for the rights to a script, I'm always intrigued, because I'm like, must be good then, like, that script must be good if four studios are bidding on it, that's, it's interesting, um, so yeah, okay, we have bad, we have bad news, guys, this is normally the point of the podcast where I would reveal the movie of the week, but I regret to inform you that I did not watch a movie this week, um, yeah, so that's really sad, um, but of course, I was in Mexico, like, I wasn't watching movies, you guys. The only movie I had a sliver of watching was when I was flipping through the TV channels in Mexico, I watched the end of Trolls in Spanish, okay? That's all I watched. So, hopefully I'll have some movies to talk about next week because I plan to spend the final days of spring break watching movies and TV, um, so hopefully I'll have one next week, but, um, please forgive me for this brief hiatus from movie of the week. So, without further ado, let's move on and talk about some TV news, some TV series. So, season three of Ted Lasso has dropped. It dropped yesterday on Wednesday, and... I literally am so excited to watch. I love Ted Lasso. If you have not watched this show, it's on Apple TV. It is so silly and funny, but, like, also heartwarming. Like, it's just the perfect show. Like, you can't watch this show and not enjoy it. Like, I'm being so serious. It is so good. Everyone watch Ted Lasso. If you've already watched seasons one and two, I'm excited to break the news to you that season three is out. Go watch it now. Hopefully, I will have watched it by the time we talk again next week because I'm so excited. I'll probably end up watching some tonight. Um, And then also in my goals for spring break, I want to watch the new season of Outer Banks because I know no one's really talking about it that much and, like, if they were talking about it, it was, like, right when it came out so I'm definitely behind but like I've watched the other seasons of Outer Banks and honestly like I'm not even gonna lie like I've enjoyed them so I'll be watching and those are my goals of spring break watch Ted Lasso watch Outer Banks we've got Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday four days to watch two seasons of television we'll see we'll see how it goes Next up, we have a little bit of music news. Lots of good music coming out this week. Um, if you're listening to this on Friday, all of this music is out now. Um, number one, Sabrina Carpenter is dropping the deluxe edition of her album, Emails I Can't Send, which is such a good album. Love Sabrina. Um, and I'm excited to listen to the deluxe version. Um, and then also, Hosier, or Hosier, however you say it, um, is dropping a EP this week. It's called Eat Your Young, and I'm so excited to hear it because we all know Hosier. Listen, okay? 
Should I just Google it? I'm just going to Google it right now. How to pronounce, you know, his name. Because I feel like I'm going to get clowned, okay? And I don't want to get clowned for saying his name wrong. So I'm just going to go ahead and see. Okay, this is a video of him saying how to pronounce his name. Okay. Well, there's been so many arguments going on over today. And I was corrected twice. And I think I might be correct. Can you please, once and for all, pronounce your name? No. No. <laughs> no, I got it. I got what it. a diva. <laughs> Say hello to Hosier. Andrew Hosier is with us. Sometimes when you see his name, maybe you say Hosier. Okay, so it's Hosier. So apparently I was saying it all wrong. But there you go. Clarified for you right here on the Ketchup Corner. Hosier is releasing a new EP this week called Eat Your Young, and it's his first music in forever, and we all know he's a king, so I'm so excited to listen. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, some huge news that I'm excited about. Literally, right before I recorded this, Taylor Swift announced via Instagram stories that she is dropping four songs ahead of the opening night of her Eras tour. So, as we know, Taylor Swift is going on tour, um, the Eras Tour is what it's called, so she's going to be performing music from all of her eras um, throughout her career, and she announced ahead of the first show tomorrow that she is going to release four songs. So those songs come out at midnight, and I'm dying to hear. Obviously, I've heard all of them. So three of them, Eyes Open, Safe and Sound, and If This Was a Movie, are all Taylor Swift songs that we've heard before. Um they, the weird thing about them is, like, well, okay, like, if this was a movie, is random, you know, from Speak Now era, um, and then Eyes Open and Safe and Sound are both from The Hunger Games, so these songs are kind of weird in, like, relation to Taylor Swift's albums, like, I feel like they haven't all really been considered part of her discography as it, it is known, like, through the albums, so she's releasing those three, um, you know, Taylor's version, and then All of the Girls You Loved Before is an unreleased song that has kind of been, like, leaked on TikTok, and from what I've heard on TikTok, like, this song is fire. Like, I cannot wait to hear it. That is arguably the song I'm most looking forward to, and I love if this was a movie, like, I've always loved that song. And, of course, Eyes Open and Safe and Sound. Like, y'all know I'm a huge Hunger Games girly. So, Taylor must know that everyone is in their Hunger Games resurgence right now. And she's like, remember, I was on the Hunger Games soundtrack. <laughs> and she's like, let me just go ahead and release these for you guys. So, we have four new Taylor Swift songs to be looking forward to. And I am so excited. Her tour opens tomorrow, like I said, in Glendale, Arizona. And, you know, the mayor of Glendale, literally, he was like, okay, for the two days Taylor Swift is here, opening up her tour, we're changing Glendale to be called Swift City. And that is truly so so iconic to me. So, shout out to everyone flying out to Swift City. I hope you enjoy your time. I look forward to your TikToks. I'm currently on, like, Eras Tour Outfit TikToks, which is great because I'm needing inspiration for my looks. 
Um, so yeah, I'm loving seeing everyone's outfits, and I'm so looking forward to the music, and to all the news about the tour. It's a great week for music. I'm, I'm loving it. So, finally, let's talk about the current book situation. So, last week, I mentioned that I was reading two books, Someone Else's Shoes and Local Woman Missing, both of which I have finished, and both of which I loved. Someone Else's Shoes, I loved a little bit less. It was still really good, but it was just like, okay, yeah, that's good. Like, it just kind of ended, like, how I thought it was going to end, and it was good, but predictable, I guess. Um, and then Local Woman Missing, which is the book that you guys know I was, like, freaking out over last week, and I told you that I would say whether or not I felt like the ending justified the book being good, you know, because I was like, this book is so crazy and so good, and, but, you know, the end can make or break it. Well, the end was crazy. There were more plot to us. Like, after I got done with the podcast, I finished the book that day, and it was so good, and there were so many more plot twists, so I highly, highly, highly recommend you read Local Woman Missing. I could not stop from turning the pages. Like, go read it right now. And as for an update on what we're reading now, of course, I'm reading two books, one on my phone, one a physical copy book. The physical copy I started on the beach, it's called Funny You Should Ask by Alyssa Sussman. And I've had this book for a while. It's kind of like a rom-com type book. And I was just saving it for the right moment. And I was like, you know what the right moment is? The beach. So I whipped it out at the beach, started reading it, and I'm loving it so far. It is about a journalist and an actor. So the journalist was, of course, commissioned to write an article about this actor who, of course, was her celebrity crush. Like, she's obsessed with this man. And, like, she is so relatable to me. Like, when she first meets him, like, the things that are processing through her brain, like, I literally can see myself in her shoes. And I just love that. And so, basically, she's commissioned to write an article about him. And she does. And it blows up because everyone is, like, in the media saying that they have, like, such chemistry. And, like, did they or didn't they? Like, did something happen between them? Like, what's the deal? Everyone wants to know. Um, but, of course, they have claimed throughout the years, like, nothing happened. Like, it was just a friendly interview experience, um, um, and she kind of says herself that, like, no, like, I wish, ha, 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 you know, and then, of course, in the process of reading the story, it kind of gives the vibe of, like, oh, maybe something did happen between them, like, what is it, because 10 years later, his career is on the rocks, he's, been to rehab, he's gotten fired from a movie franchise, and so he's kind of flopping, okay? And in order for him to make his comeback, like, he's about to make a comeback and be in a new movie, and in order for him to do that, they want to kind of remake this interview, and so she finally reluctantly agrees to interview him again, um, and so you have this, like, telling of the story, two stories, like, ten years apart, you know, of what happened at these interviews between them, and of course, like I said, it's a rom-com, so, like, I'm rooting for them to 
be in love at the end, of course. Um, and it's just so good. If you're into pop culture, which I'm sure you are, if you listen to me talk about pop culture for 45 minutes once a week, um, (laughs) but if you think you would enjoy reading something like this, you would absolutely love this book. Um, I was talking to someone about it, and I was like, I just feel like this book is made for me. Like, it's got celebrity gossip. Like, it has these, like, little inserts of, like, articles about the actor and, you know, other people involved in the book. It's just, like, you feel like you're just, like, reading celebrity drama, but, like, it's kind of harmless because they're not real, you know? Um, So you can really let yourself go into this like tabloid-esque story but then also you're getting the real truth of them too which you don't get from your pop culture fix um very often so yeah I'm loving this book probably gonna finish it before next week's episode so I'll be sure to give you some updates on it as I go um and then the book that I'm reading on my phone is called Monday's Not Coming by Tiffany D. Jackson This book was recommended to me by my friend Maddie. Um, She was reading it and just kind of giving me updates like, oh my gosh, this book is crazy. Like, I can't put it down. Like, that kind of thing. So, of course, when she finished it and was like, it was awesome. The ending was crazy. So many good plot twists. I was like, okay, well, I have to read this. Like, this has to be my next thriller. So, I'm reading it. Like I said, it's called Monday's Not Coming. Um, And basically, the plot is... Uh, it follows this girl named Claudia, and her best friend's name is Monday, and one day at school, her friend Monday does not show up for school, um, and she continues to not show up throughout the semester. She can't find her anywhere. She goes to her house where her mom is there, and, you know, she can't find anything out about Monday. Monday's sister won't say anything. Like, they're kind of telling her, like, oh, she's here or there, but, like, Claudia is not believing them, and she definitely thinks something is up, um, and this story kind of moves through time, like, of when Monday and Claudia were really close, like, the last time that their friendship was, you know, blooming, um, and the events that happened at that time, um, and then it has, you know, Monday as, or Claudia as Monday has disappeared, and kind of what's happening, and then a little bit of the aftermath, so... I'm not too far into this book yet, haven't gotten to any of the craziness really, but I'm expecting it to get good, and I will keep you updated. Uh, If you have read this book, let me know, because I think it was pretty popular a couple of years ago, so I am excited to finish it up. So, that's about it for this week's podcast. Uh, Thank you guys so much for being here, thank you for giving me your time and listening to me. Um, I look forward to talking to you next time. I hope you have a great week and I can't wait to catch up with you sometime in the future. Let's talk soon.